Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you for joining us this, uh, well, it's still a very warm Monday afternoon here in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas with you here on the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks so much for being with us. Again, my privilege to serve you as your personal concierge for conversation as we talk about the issues of the day that affect you and me. Right here, again, in California's Central Valley, we're live and local and appreciate that opportunity to make sure that your voice is heard on many of the uh, subjects that uh, that we have to sort through today. And, of course, uh, one of those that uh, that is on our minds all over the news, of course, is the deteriorating uh, situation in Afghanistan. And uh, we're going to take a look at what President Biden had to say about that today. And we'll also be looking at some responses as well. I don't know about you, but it's worrisome. And, and why is it worrisome? Why is the situation worrisome? It goes beyond the immediate situation, my friends, because I think as we look at the international perspective on this, as China and other not-so-favorable nations look at us. This is a, a chink in the armor. And one of the, one of the keys to remaining free, to remaining independent, and uh, to protect our own borders is having a high profile and one that is at least slightly feared by others. The strategies involved in Afghanistan today are worrisome because they show our weaknesses. To me, they show a lack of strategic planning and, as we'll learn later, possibly some decisions by the President of the United States that were contrary to uh, some of the advice that he was receiving Earlier today, President uh, Biden held a press conference and uh, talked about the fact that he felt the situation in Afghanistan really took him by surprise in the way that it developed. Let's listen very quickly. The truth is, this did unfold more quickly than we had anticipated. Well, evidently it did, and our hearts go out to those uh, Afghans who are in Afghanistan at the moment. And I, I don't know that we can possibly understand the position they're in, uh, the angst that they have, but uh, we're going to see if we can at least get an insight into that. On uh, the phone with us right now is uh, a woman who has uh, been in the United States since 2020. Her name is Amna Adel, and she is from Afghanistan, and so we're going to look forward to getting some insights from her. Amna, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for taking time to be with us here. Thank you so much for having me. Amna, let's very quickly uh, go back and tell us, if you can just uh, quickly give us an idea of why uh, you came to the United States and what the circumstances were. Uh, yes, I came uh, since uh, January 2020 because I work on behalf of the U.S. in Afghanistan. 
and my life was in a risk because I worked for a, a youth company or for youth government in Afghanistan. Every day I'm receiving uh, uh, as many threats from unknown groups. Um, my family received threats from unknown groups that stop your daughter or stop your wife working with a youth government. Receiving all these threats, forced me to leave my country and come to the United States to save my life and my kids. We can only imagine what it's like to have those threats. Amna, right now, as you look at your fellow country people back in Afghanistan, what do you sense they're going through right now, especially as the Taliban seems to be taking over most of the country? Yes. Uh, it's been three days. Uh, I don't know how to describe the Afghanistan situation. I don't know from where to start. <laughs> Please forgive me for a minute. That's fine. As you see, right now, Afghanistan is ahead of news across the world. And people are living in very risky lives. They are they fear about what's going on in their countries. So history repeats itself so quickly. So the 20 years of investment and billions or trillions of dollars invest in supporting and training of our uh, Afghan government forces. And within a few days or a week, they, take, they give it to Taliban or Taliban take control of the, uh, Afghanistan. Right now, I'm, asking, I'm, I'm talking with my family or with my friends. They're saying the streets are empty. There's no people in the street because they are, they, they are afraid of the situation. So the Taliban, the young boys, they have a gun in their hands and they are in the government vehicle and moving. On the streets of the Kabul, they are shouting, they are firing, they are yelling on the people. And everyone is indoor. So everyone locks themselves in the door so they don't have... They don't know what to do in this situation. So especially it's, it is, it's a nightmare for a girl to think how their 20-year dream and investment ended in a few days. So it's for everyone. So the young generation, especially girls, face uncertain future. So it was a dumb day for the entire nation seeing everything is collapsed and their dreams are destroyed within a few days. I'm not... Obviously, you were there during the time that the United States forces were there over the past uh, 20 years. How, how do the, the locals protect themselves without U.S. presence there to help them out? So that's the big question. So, right, so I don't think so that without the U.S. support, they can come out of all this critical situation. And you saw the news, and even I talked with my friends that uh, the airport is blocked. So only uh, only uh, the the embassies stops. It's including the U.S., Germany, British. So they're just landing their airplanes and took their troops from Afghanistan. But what happened to our poor people? And obviously, without their support, people cannot do that. They don't have that much power to fight for the Taliban. They don't have that much money to fight for the Taliban. 
and to escape the country. So obviously, the U.S. has a key play in this in this critical game. Um, now, from your perspective, a lot of people are saying, well, there's no point in being there for U.S. forces in uh, Afghanistan. You're, t- you're bringing us a, a fresh viewpoint or at least a different viewpoint on that. What will life be like, especially for uh, maybe your relatives, your friends who are still in Afghanistan? What will day-to-day life be like for them now? It sounds like their worlds are being turned upside down. I don't have a word to describe how their life would be. As I said, that history repeats itself again. Again, Taliban sector administration, just think 20 years back. What was, how was the Taliban region? They are not allowing the girls to go to school, to office. They are not allowing anyone to work. So everything was under their control. So all the abusing, all the, the violence they did against all the people, not only women, but obviously women are more victim of these wars. So, so how how I can describe their their, their uh, region? So, when they are remembering all those days twenty years back, they, they they don't they have uncertain future to think about it. So, how we can rely on Taliban that they they don't have much knowledge and information? about the new technology. They don't have that much expertise to run the country. They don't have much power. They, they may be limited to five books they had know about the Islam, and that's not properly. They don't know even what Islam is. So the rules they are implementing on our people, Islam never said that. So how we can expect from Taliban that they can, if they took the government, the people have a good life when they don't have much education, they don't have much information, they don't know about the technology. So they are just limited their knowledge in a maybe two or three or five books. So how we can expect from elderly people to run the old country, the old nation? So I don't know how to describe the situation that how my family or my entire nation would be with this, the new government of Taliban. Amna, is there a significant resistance there in Afghanistan, or is the intimidation and the fear so great that uh, there isn't much in terms of a resistance to the growth of the Taliban? Sorry, your wife disconnect? Yeah, uh, if if you could give us a, a sense right now. Is there resistance to the Taliban right now in Afghanistan? Is, is there a significant resistance to them? Or is the fear of the Taliban so great that there won't be much resistance left? I don't get the question. But... Okay. Uh, uh, people that are opposed to the, to the Taliban, uh, if they're opposed mm-hmm. to the Taliban and they would like to hold them back, is there, are there a great number of people who would like to hold the Taliban back, or are they so afraid that they're not able to mount much of an opposition at all? No, I don't think there will be a single person, not even, we cannot talk about the group. I'm saying even not individual can accept them to come and take this power hmm. because they had an experience. They had very bad experience 20 years back. People are in fear. No one is in the favor of the Taliban government, and no one wants their, their administrations. 
are not saying about the group, even individual are not accepting them because right. they had a bad experience. We're speaking with Amna Adele. Uh, she is from Afghanistan, been here in the United States since 2020. We're going to continue our conversation with her in just about three or four minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk. Well, I'll tell you what, Amna, we're going to keep going. I've just got uh, a note here. We're going to keep, keep going uh, with the uh, conversation here. Uh, so let, let's move to this. With your experience being from Afghanistan, now in the U.S., looking at Afghanistan from far away, what could the United States have done better? What, in your mind, what should have we done in this particular situation that we did not do? Um, I think uh, it's, I'm, it's not the mess. I'm not giving this message only to the U.S. government, but I'm giving this message to the entire world, not to stop the Taliban destroy our country, to stop them from doing what they are doing right now on our people, stop them to not destroy our 20-year dream and investment people did on themselves or on their country. So uh, I'm just big all the international countries, including the U.S., to stop them from doing all these things and, and empower the people, empower our government, to, uh, so that the Taliban don't have that much power to come inside again or to take the control of Afghanistan. So, I, so I'm saying Afghanistan don't have much power, don't have much economic, uh, so they cannot do it by themselves alone. They need the support of all the entire world. The U.S., uh, United Nations, and all other countries to support them, to empower the people and take them out of this uh, tragic uh, situation. So this is my message to everyone, to stop Taliban from doing all these things. Amna, does the Taliban fear any nation? Do they fear anything? Taliban themselves, you mean? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. They are fair of anything because if they are, so from whom they should fear? Because they come in Kabul without being fired. So but before they enter to the Kabul, our president Ashraf Hani sued the country or left the country. So all other leaders left the country and gave the room to the Taliban to come inside. So why should Taliban fear? From whom Taliban should fear? When everything was opened for them to enter, so obviously they are not afraid, they are not, uh, afraid of anyone when everyone gives them the room to come inside. Amna, let's talk a bit about the challenges of coming to the United States from Afghanistan. And you've been here, what, uh, two years or less. Uh, Talk about some of the uh, uh, challenges that you had to meet, you had to overcome in order to survive here in the United States. What adjustments, what challenges did you face? Right now, what I, uh, I'm right now, what I'm experiencing or observed with all the uh, Afghan refugees coming in the United States. So the big challenge we are facing is housing. So uh, most of, of Afghans, they are living with their friends, and it's very hard for them. Uh, for example, a family of eight are living in one room uh, apartment, which is very hard for them to be with the two family. Uh, eight and five, like 10 to 12 people live in one room. So 
we have a shortage of houses. There is no proper strategy when we are bringing uh, a bunch of Afghans from Afghanistan where they should live. The properties, they are not going against their rules. They are not accepting. They are asking for, uh, they should have a good or uh, history background uh, so that they can rent them the house. They should have an income. They, so they have a different policies for giving them houses. So most of them are right now, they are in hotels, they are in their friend's house, which for a month they are staying there because, because of the housing. So housing is a big challenge right now. We are, we, I'm experiencing with all the refugees coming in. The second is obviously the language itself is a challenging for them because most of them, they are coming, the language is a barrier to them to communicate or to find a job for themselves. And the culture shock, obviously, the third. So, uh, but the housing is a big challenge for them right now. And I would imagine employment, uh, finding a job is tough as well, right? Yeah, that's I'm saying because of the language barrier, they cannot find a job easily. How did you adjust personally? Uh, were, were you already uh, able to speak English? Did you have to learn the language? What adjustments did you have to make personally? Uh, I said, luckily, before I entered to America, I can speak English at least to uh, to figure out my uh, problems or to communicate uh, on my the daily basis. Uh, so, yes, for me, it was also not an easy when I entered to the United States. When you're coming from a country that are totally different in a religion, culture, language, and coming and resettling in a country that the language is different, the culture is different, the religion is different, it, it takes time for you, and you're far from your family. When you're coming here, you don't have much friends, you don't know no one, so it's not an easy coming and resettling in a new country. But, uh, yeah, it takes me time to resettle myself, and uh, luckily I got a job, and I'm working with the World Relief as a PC specialist caseworker recently, and uh, so I'm working with them. But it's still I'm, I'm adjusting. Uh, I'm working to adjust myself in this environment. Still, I'm missing my family, and especially in this critical situation, my entire family is living in Afghanistan, and I'm mentally, I'm right now in Afghanistan. Even today, in, uh, in the morning when I was in my way to uh, office, uh, I was just, I was so scared, and I was thought that Taliban will stop me right now on the road. I was in that picture that uh, right now, I'm in. I'm not in the U.S. I'm in Afghanistan. Believe me, I couldn't able to drive to my office. I was so scared. My hand was shaking, and I thought that maybe from my back, Taliban can fire or Taliban can say to me, "Stop and don't go to the office." I was in that image because of what is going on in my country. My mind was all there, and right now, my family life is in a risk and. They are in very bad conditions. They left our house and they come to one of our relatives because they have a basement so that they can hide themselves there because of the, uh, all the fires uh, or gunshots they are doing. Amna, we've heard a lot over the past uh, 72 hours anyway of, of a lot of violence being perpetrated against uh, the Afghan people. It, can you confirm that as far as reports from your relatives that there is a lot of violence being uh, being conducted by the Taliban against those who oppose them? Yes, 
um, it is not only in Kabul, but it's across Afghanistan. So right now, Taliban starts uh, knocking uh, every individual. They are going door by door and uh, asking about them. And uh, in Herat province, they stop the girls going for a university. They are saying, you are not allowed to go anymore. They make a full face covering in a public as a mandatory. They are not allowing the women to go alone by themselves. There should be some male partner with them to go outside for any doing shopping or going to the doctors. So they stop. So the most, uh, so the women are victims more than everyone is victim right now, but they are start uh, their, their policies on women. And even in a far provinces, we heard that they are entering to the people house and they are uh, they are abusing them. They're, they are just seeing that if they have a young woman, they are doing a sexual violence mm. against them. So they are doing all these things right now in our far provinces. And they are even I heard many uh, of our relatives that they are told me about their stories that they are coming and they are picking the young girls and doing a sexual violence against them. I'm not Adele. Thank you so much for your transparency, for your willingness just to share your heart very openly with us about uh, the actual situation in Afghanistan. I think you've given us uh, a perspective that we need here in the United States uh, to understand the depth of the tragedy that's happening there. Amna, so much appreciate you uh, sharing with us today. Uh, God's blessing upon you and your family for safety. And again, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me and uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, wa- to be a voice for my people and say to the world what's going on with my people. Thank you so much for broadcasting my voice to the entire, uh, to the youth people. Absolutely. Thank so Amna, thank you. I uh, appreciate it so much. Thanks. Well, friends, so oftentimes we can took, take a look at headlines and and become disassociated with them. Uh, We have, you know, we're so preoccupied with what pronouns people are using to to call us. And uh, we have all these piddly little things that we're worried about when people in Afghanistan right now are living in fear of being executed. They're being, they're hiding in their basements for fear of the Taliban, and President Biden has just emerged today from Camp David to say something about all that. I don't know about you. I'm really frustrated. Maybe you're okay with the response. I'm frustrated with our response right now, and uh, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. We'll talk more about what President Biden had to say today and a couple of reactions from other people like uh, the uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. All that's going to be coming up at uh, the Mike Douglas Show on 209-551-3483, our phone number 209 209- Five five one three four eight three. Mike Douglas Show continues in about four or five minutes here on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show every weekday at three on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. 
Maybe you have a loved one who forgets routine tasks more than usual, like letting the dog out, or struggles with chores like laundry or cooking. Sometimes what may seem like a senior moment consistent with normal aging could be symptoms of MCI, the earliest clinical stage of Alzheimer's. If you or someone you know is experiencing difficulties like these or other memory issues or mood changes, talk to a doctor and consider asking about cognitive screening. You can also learn more about MCI and its most common cause at itstimeweknow.com by Biogen and Azi. Power Talk 1360 First Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Eastbound 205 in Tracy Slow today. Hanson Road all the way to 5 with eastbound 120 in Mantega. Slow from Main Street all the way to 99 this afternoon. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by SmartMouth, the only 24-hour mouthwash with twice daily use. Opening back up. You check the news, you check with your friends, you check your mask. But wait, did you check your breath? Get SmartMouth, the only mouthwash that provides 24 hours of fresh breath with just two rinses a day. Find SmartMouth anywhere you shop or get 20% off at smartmouth.com radio. Are you a Central Valley business owner? Join us this Saturday at 11 a.m. for answers to your most pressing questions. Listen to the small business voice and learn tips to make your business more successful. Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. This report is sponsored by SmartMouth, the only 24-hour mouthwash with twice daily use. Opening back up. You check the news, you check with your friends, you check your mask. But wait, did you check your breath? It's SmartMouth, the only mouthwash that provides 24 hours of fresh breath with just two rinses a day. Find SmartMouth anywhere you shop or get 20% off at smartmouth.com slash radio. Win your way to our 2021 iHeartRadio Music Festival, September 17th and 18th in Las Vegas. Welcome to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. And win $1,000. You'll see Billie Eilish, Cheap Trick, Coldplay, Dua Lipa, Florida Georgia Line, Phineas, Journey, J. Cole, Lil Baby, Khalid, Nelly, Maroon 5, Weezer, Sam Hunt, and more on the T-Mobile Arena stage in Las Vegas. Listen every weekday to win your way there and win $1,000. The bugs are here, ants, mosquitoes, termites, and ticks all ticking us off. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Happy to say that help is on the way. It's BJ's Consumers' Choice Pest Control to the rescue with affordable plans to deal with those bugs and with rats and mice, too. Your free estimate is only a phone call away at 800-705-1144 or online at bjspestcontrol.com. Look for them in your neighborhood. iHeartMedia is proud to be the official broadcast home of Fresno State Athletics. Hi, this is Congressman Doug Osi. I'm running for governor in the recall to get the homeless out of our parks and into treatment, to build new water storage for periods of drought, to get our kids back in school, to get people their unemployment benefits, and to stop releasing criminals from prison back into our neighborhoods. This state is screwed up. We need to get back to normal. Help me do that. I'm Doug Osi. I'd be honored to have your vote on September 14th. Doug Osi is the conservative choice. This is Kim Van, and as President Trump's California State Director of Rural Development, I'm telling everyone to support Doug Osi for governor. Doug Osi is ready to hit the ground running and turn this state around. As U.S. Congressman, Doug Osi cut taxes and fought for increased water storage. Doug Osi is the only candidate in this race with a proven track record in both the public and private sector. He will make our voices heard. Join me in supporting Doug Osi for Governor. Paid for by Doug Osi for Governor 2021. 
Finish your summer with a true crime podcast binge with iHeart. No one else has more true crime podcasts. Go deep on cases, form your own theories, and even help out investigators in real time with true crime podcasts to die for, like the new iHeart series, Murder in Illinois. That dark side would come out. Meet the new Dr. Death in the hit podcast's third season. His nickname was The Super Surgeon. Plus hundreds more to get you hooked. It's True Crime Podcast Week. iHeart, number one for music, radio, and podcasts, all in one app. This report is sponsored by Allstate. Looking to save money this year? Look at Allstate. You can get the protection you need at the low rate you want. With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Sunny skies today. Get ready for temperatures at least 102 degrees with clear skies overnight. Lows in the 60s once again. Another hot day tomorrow, but low 90s. A retired Marine major who served in Afghanistan at 5. And Joe Pollock from Breitbart in Afghanistan. He'll be on at 5.30. The Trevor Carey Show on 1360 KFIV. And you're listening to the Mike Douglas Show here. Thank you so much for joining us. 3 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. My favorite part of the day where you and I get to sit down together. Or maybe you're driving or standing up. Doesn't matter. But we have the opportunity to talk together about the issues of the day that affect all of us. And uh, the issue we're talking about today, one that is sobering, uh, one that for many people is filled with fear and anxiety for give, uh, for good reason, because death literally is is knocking at their doors in Afghanistan. And uh, again, our, our desire here is to bring you a sense of what it really feels like from those who have been there. We thank you so much, Amna, a couple of moments ago for sharing uh, your heart with us to give us more insights. Uh, just uh, a few stats here very quickly. In the past 20 years, from April April 2001 to April 2021, we've spent uh, $2.261 trillion, according to Brown University, on our operations in Afghanistan and in uh, about 72 hours or so, it seems like a lot of that is, is for naught. And uh, we'll begin to explore what folks are saying about that, some of the details involved, uh, some other comments the president made today that I think are very enlightening. Let's go to the phones, though. Area code 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. How are you feeling? How are you reacting to what's happening in Afghanistan today. Eden from Modesto, welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks for calling in. How are you? How are you? I am okay, Mike, brother. How are you today? Good, my friend. What's on yes, your mind? I have, uh, I have some explain because when it was happened since October, uh, since uh, August 6th till August 15th, the Taliban movement, they control the whole state of Afghanistan, which is the total is 34 states in Afghanistan. Uh, that means there is deal between uh, Sleepy Joe and uh, Taliban movement. And yesterday they released the whole Daesh, ISIS, and they released the Al-Qaeda from the uh, prison. And, and they will be involved to get the same thing in Iraq 
2022 because I am from there. I am from Middle East. My back home is uh, Iraq. I am Christian, Assyrian, uh, and that's my question. Thank you, Mike. So you you are seeing a repeat uh, in your mind, right? We're kind of seeing of a repeat of what happened in Iraq. And I would imagine that that's something that has to concern you, uh, Eden. What, what's your perspective on what we should be doing as the United States of America? If you were an advisor to President Biden, what would your advice be to him right now, assuming he would take it? Because in the 2003, I advised the American government. I contact with the CIA. I give too many very important information when they invade uh, uh, back home and they remove Saddam Hussein from the government because I was there during the war between uh, Iraq and Iran. Ten years I was, when I graduated from the university, I was uh, in the army. I sent a mail and they contact me and they visit me three times, which is one person they visit me. He was an agency, CIA agency, was uh, Mike Pompeo. Uh, they visited me in 2003 before the uh, before they uh, get the Iraq back. But it will be happen the same scenario. It will be happen in 2022 when the American government, uh, American troops, when they withdraw from Iraq, December 31st, and they will move the Al ISIS Al Daesh to take control of the whole country, Iraq, which is, we are 18 uh, states, but in Afghanistan, they are 34 uh, states and bigger than Iraq. Eden, what hope is there for Afghanistan? In your mind, I mean, do you, you're one of our experts, uh, having uh, been from the Middle East. What hope do you think there is for Afghanistan right now? The hope is it's, it's done because the Taliban movement, they will control for the whole. They call everybody in Qatar to be back to take over the government because they don't have any experience to run the government in Afghanistan. Everybody which they, uh, which till yesterday they are in uh, Qatar, which is Qatar, they financially finance, they give money for the uh, Taliban movement and Turkish Erdogan they are the they are the leader to 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 run this uh, movement which is yes from yesterday they flow from Qatar to Afghanistan to run the country because they don't have any experience to run because uh, uh, sleepy Joe he say they are only 75 Hundred uh, uh, Taliban, and we training almost three hundred thousand uh, Afghanist uh, army. Uh, what's what happened within twenty years? It's it's too it's too bad for America. Yeah, Eden. I think you've given us uh, another very sobering picture of what's happening in Afghanistan. Eden, thank you so much for calling. Sure, appreciate your perspectives. Uh, thanks for sharing with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mike, brother. Thank you very much. All right, my brother. Blessings on you. Thanks so much. Again, my friends, good to get those perspectives. Our phone number here, area code 
348-309-551-3483. So as we, as we look at the United States uh, response, I've run across a lot of people who have no problem with coming out of Afghanistan, uh, but the manner in which it was done uh, is up to debate because we're seeing the effects of it right now, maybe the unintended consequences or, and I hope this is not the case, perhaps the intended consequence. I don't know. I am just flabbergasted that in the United States of America, with all the intelligence that we have, and I know some of you will think that military intelligence is an oxymoron. I understand that. But with all the intelligence that we have, you, you listen to the boots on the ground. You listen to men and women who have fought in Afghanistan. And oftentimes you get a very different picture of what's been happening there than we get from a lot of the brass that uh, have the brass on their collars and all the ribbons on their chests. And I, I begin to think that there are two American militaries and, and, and two departments of justice and two state departments and one and, and two CIAs. And that's the, the boots on the ground. And then there are the suits that wear the ties, so to speak. And I'm wondering if there's a disconnect. Uh, between them, because what we're seeing right now is just tragic, as we've heard two people now from the Middle East telling us the tragedy that is happening. What is and and, and really, I the the way things are right now in terms of uh, American policy, where where's the hope? Where's the hope? Let me let me play uh, President Biden's uh, remarks from a little bit earlier today. All right, so we have, uh, what, 6,000 troops uh, in there uh, right now. and uh, But are we taking ownership of what we've done to help create this horrible crime? Are we taking ownership? Well, if you listen very carefully, it seems to me, and, and if I'm not hearing this correctly, you're welcome to correct me, please. But what I'm hearing is President Biden basically defending, ultimately, his strategy. Let's listen to what he had to say earlier today. He's putting blame on the Afghans. Afghanistan political leaders gave up and fled the country. The Afghan military collapsed, sometime without trying to fight. If anything, the developments of the past week reinforced that ending U.S. military involvement in Afghanistan now was the right decision. All right, so we have 6,000 troops there. Mr. President, what's their mission? I was asked to authorize, and I did, 6,000 U.S. troops to deploy to Afghanistan for the purpose of assisting in the departure of U.S. and allied civilian personnel from Afghanistan and to evacuate our Afghan allies and vulnerable Afghans to safety outside of Afghanistan. And how's that working out, Mr. President? How's that working out? We'll continue the conversation at 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. What should we do next? 
as the United States of America. 209-551-3483. We'll continue about three or four minutes from now here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 First Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. East 120 Manteca, right before Main Street, a two-car wreck on the shoulder. It's already slow from that point all the way to 99. And eastbound 205 and Tracy tied up from Hanson Road all the way to 5 this afternoon. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by SmartMouth, the only 24-hour mouthwash with twice daily use. Opening back up. You check the news, you check with your friends, you check your mask. But wait, did you check your breath? It's SmartMouth, the only mouthwash that provides 24 hours of fresh breath with just two rinses a day. Find SmartMouth anywhere you shop or get 20% off at smartmouth.com radio. Ah, the pain in your joints, it never lets up, you never get a moment of rest. Work is hard and you don't even think about playing. That's sad. Let me help you. It's Trevor Carey. Think about it. Does this sound like you or someone you love? Listen closely. There are new natural biologic treatments. What's pain keeping you from doing? Get back to action with Modesto Physical Medicine and their new long-term solutions for pain relief. They're bringing relief to thousands of patients at Modesto Physical Medicine. These regenerative treatments, they focus on the damaged tissue that's causing your pain. That's pretty smart. They restore the tissue and they bring relief. Done right in the office. No surgery or downtime. No more constant pain. No more limiting what you do. This is a free consultation. One call away at Modesto Physical Medicine. They're blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. 209-838-3434. That's 838-3434. Call 838-3434. That's 838-3434. Right now, millions of Americans have an uneasy feeling about the future. That's why they're quietly stockpiling as much emergency food as they can. What about you? Do you have enough emergency food to get you through a prolonged crisis? If not... Take a moment to shop My Patriot Supply. We're America's leader in emergency preparedness and survival. Since 2008, we've served several million American families like yours. In fact, our mission is your survival. So head on over to MyPatriotSupply.com and grab a few of our tasty emergency food kits. Our food stays fresh for up to 25 years in storage and is shipped quickly and discreetly to your door. One day, you might be eating breakfast, lunch, or dinner while everyone else is standing in a food line. Avoid that. It's too late to act once the other shoe drops. It's time to be self-reliant and prepared, and now you can. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Let radio advertising keep your business top of mind with customers all summer long. Visit iHeartAdBuilder.com to get your business on the radio quickly and easily. You can even make your own radio ad. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. Sign up today at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Looking to save money this year? Look at Allstate. You can get the protection you need at the low rate you want. With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Our pets are important. They're family. Whether you're working away from home, 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 or... 
help you keep those pets going. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you're not able to. From dog walking to pet sitting, Canines on the Move can make a difference. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. Call today and your first walking service is free. 209-226-1150. Canines on the Move, 209.com. Bridgewater is a new fiction podcast starring Supernatural's Misha Collins, Teen Wolf's Melissa Ponzio, and Castle's Nathan Fillion. It's a place closer than you think and far stranger than you can imagine, where monsters roam freely, where the past doesn't stay buried, where you never know what's lurking around the corner. I think there's a lot that we don't know about. Monsters, wormholes, witchcraft. This is a strange place, this part of the country. Listen to Bridgewater on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking to save money this year? Look at Allstate. You can get the protection you need at the low rate you want. With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas with you again, serving as your personal concierge for conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. We're talking about the tragic, the heartbreaking situation in Afghanistan as it has been developing over the past couple of days. A couple of uh, stats for you. Uh, Brown University telling us from April 2001 to April 2021, a period of 20 years, United States of America spent $2.261 trillion in Afghanistan on our operations there. Where's our return on investment? Let me talk about lives for a moment. Over 170, uh, this is according to NBC News, uh, uh, over 172,000 people have been killed over that 20 years. Uh, about 6,300 U.S. service members and contractors. About 66,000 Afghan troops and Afghan police have been killed. 47,000 Afghan civilians have been killed. 51,000 Taliban and opposition fighters have been killed. And also 444 aid workers have been killed over those 20-some-odd years and 72 journalists as well. Let me take you back to July 8th. By the way, our phone number here, 209-551-3483. Big question, what should America do next? 209-551-3483. Here's President Joe Biden a little over a month ago, July 8, 2021, at a press conference. Listen carefully. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Hmm. Let's pl- let's play that again. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. You mean to tell me our intelligence agencies are so inept 
that they could not look back at Iraq and at least predict what might happen in Afghanistan? My goodness, a preschooler with an Etch-A-Sketch could figure that out. I'm appalled. I'm just appalled. Here's... Here's Mitch McConnell, uh, Senate Minority Leader, with his response to all of this. Uh, I know for a fact that the president's military leaders argued against this decision. I think the president felt strongly about this, obviously. He overruled his own military leaders to do it, and he owns it. Huh. Well, he says he owns it. I am president of the United States of America, and the buck stops with me. So do all the lives that are being lost. I am president of the United States of America, and the buck stops with me. And we're looking at where the buck stops, and I'm not liking it. I'm not liking the strategy. I'm not liking the attitude. I'm not liking the press secretary, for goodness sakes, can't even be reached. And the president is somewhere in Camp David having his little vacation while Afghanistan burns down. Good night. What's happening here? Does this not bother you? Is there anyone out there who feels ho-hum? Too bad. Well, they deserved it. The Afghani leader left. We weren't going to make much of a difference anyway. What if, we, what if it was our relatives that are in Afghanistan right now that are hiding in the basements because the Taliban is knocking at the front door, fearing for their lives? What if it was some of our relatives who are being executed in the streets? What if it's some of our relatives so desperate to get out of Afghanistan that they're hanging on to airplanes as they're moving, getting ready to take off? Is there anybody in this radio audience that has a ho-hum attitude after this? I hope not, and I suspect not, because from what I've heard so far over the seven or eight months that we've been on the air together, you are thinking people. You are righteous people. You are fair people. You are rational people. You are deep thinkers. You're strategic people. You live in the real world, not in the fantasy world that so many live in in Washington, D.C. My friends, this is a horrific thing that is happening. And think how China... And some of our enemies are looking at this right now. We look, we look piddly. We look weak. We look inefficient. We look beatable. And we look like we have no intelligence. God help us. God help us. And I think that's probably the only one who can at this point. Election coming up in 2022 to deal with the House and the Senate, if we'll last that long. 
and then the presidential election in 2024. I don't know. Mike Douglas here. See you tomorrow at 3 here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.